In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World, episode 64. Andrew and Jerry say goodbye to Hollywood. I am Andrew Langer. Jerry Rogers and Jerry Rogers bouncing in his seat. Yeah, we've got uh, you know we got a lot a lot to talk about today. And yeah, you'll notice my my screen's a little brighter. I'm I'm I've, I've moved the studio to a different location, so I'm I've looks I got the much same. more light on me today. Yes, I know it's it looks exactly the same. It, it looks the same. Only only it's a little it's a little brighter on my face, Jerry. Yeah. Um, so so much to talk about, and and you know it starts with right. It starts with the fact that we've got this. Hollywood strike going on. You've got all sorts of people saying that this could be the death knell for Hollywood. And listen, as much as I love movies and as much as I love TV, you know, what do you, you know, I got into it, Jerry, real quick. I, I, I stepped into it on, um, on Friday, I was filling in for Steve Gruber and we had a guest on and, you know, it's Steve Gruber show. So I'm figuring that, uh, that a guest who's going to come on and talk about the Hollywood strike is going to be someone who isn't particularly sympathetic to the strikers um but but no he he was and and uh and it, it sort of took took me to task for my cavalier uh flippant attitude for it didn't really move me all that much but i i mean i'm i'm not particularly moved by this you know hollywood has to change uh it, it you know in light of the economics of hollywood the leftists did this to themselves in no small measure because they all went along with the restrictions on COVID, which certainly hastened their demise, uh, and move people more towards streaming platforms. So I'm 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 a little uh, I, I'm 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 not I'm not uh, not nearly as sympathetic as I might otherwise ought to be. Even though Jerry, you and I have both uh, uh, been represented by SAG after at various points in time. Yes, and also it's hard I think for average Americans to wrap their minds around. Um, wealthy actors you know with picket signs right i tell you what if this is about writers and and other behind the scenes staffers and those who kind of make hollywood run then why doesn't the you know why why isn't why why isn't the conversation about well maybe you know uh, you don't deserve 20 million for your film sure or 25 million or 100 million or whatever maybe don't put 100 million uh into marketing uh your film uh in China i mean there's so much wealth this is the rich asking for what like what do they want what, what these rich hollywood actors these wealthy privileged elite the ones who go on these talk shows and these award shows uh to condemn their own audience uh That's, mock their own audience then you know what do they want and 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 asking and that 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 gets to the crux of of the lack of sympathy right when you are promoting an agenda which is essentially anti-american worker and anti-american working family and in fact you're you're promoting things that are openly hostile uh to to those folks um, you, you know, you you wonder why you're not getting that sympathy. Or listen, I I understand that there there at least there are a number of different things at work here. I get some of them. You know, right? Uh, um, uh, actors who are worried about 
Um, they're worried about uh, writers who are worried about AI producing scripts down the road. Actors worried about how technology is changing, uh, is going to change how they might, how involved they might be. You know, like as it was, as it was explained to me, right, Jerry, you know, uh, uh, 40 years down the road, AI gets so good that if a Hollywood producer wants to put hum uh, Humphrey Bogart and uh, Julia Roberts in a movie together, um, he can use AI to write the script. He could use AI to do the filming and pull out their likenesses. So the question is, what sort of likeness rights do these actors have down the road? And, and you know, those are legitimate questions, but I don't think those those are questions that, A, need to be dealt with over a strike because I don't think we're quite there yet. And the reality is, of course, that that, you know, these things change over time. Technology causes these industries to change. Um, and and you got to adapt to that change. You know, well, as, I, as I pointed out, right, looking at the record industry, the recording industry, something you and I both care about a great deal. Um, uh, Napster, or more to the point, the ability to take your recording, you know, off of a off of a CD or whatever, rip it to your computer and then produce it, reproduce it seamlessly, and then share it with others. Well, we can have questions about intellectual property and whether or not that's kosher. The bottom line, it changed the economics of 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 the music industry, uh, such that you know musicians are now no longer lying, relying on the recording of their music as a way of generating money, but they rely on live performances. It's part of the reason why concert tickets are so damned expensive nowadays. Um, I understand that actors can't quite do that. Um, but the idea is, well, maybe if there's no other way to do it, maybe the industry is going to go by the wayside. And, and you know, is this necessarily a bad thing if they're not going to produce content that people want to consume in the way that they want to have it consumed? Or, as you point out, Jerry, right, that, you know, maybe you don't need to pay $20 million to an actor or actress for doing a job. Maybe it all of a sudden makes that, that, uh, that uh, fee more reasonable. Look, I'm in favor of wealth and free enterprise in innovation, technology, moving forward, modernity. I'm in favor of all these things. But at some point, there, there has to be the question, you know, is Kevin Bacon worth 15 million for this job? Or, I mean, or, or maybe, or maybe better, you know, is Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and, and others worth 20 million? Right. Uh, and and it, but here's the thing. The movie industry has gone through this before in terms of technology, right? We went from uh, silent movies uh, to, uh, uh, to 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 having sound and music in movies. And again, it's just it's progression. I thought these folks were in favor of uh, of progress, uh, technology, modernity, maybe look, here, maybe modernity and technology uh artificial intelligence uh being used in hollywood and and the creative arts will help uh remove a, a, a barrier to entry sure. you know maybe maybe if 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 it costs less to produce a movie uh, yeah then actors might get paid less but then maybe more people can go and watch the movies uh, i don't know if you've been to a movie i have five kids yes there's seven of us we go to the yeah. movies I mean, it's three hundred dollars. Yes, I, I, I mean it's 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 it's, right. it's 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 priced out of our out of our uh, uh, range in terms of family budget. 
when I was younger, we went to movies all the time. Sure. On, a, I, I, on a hot summer day, when I was seven, eight, nine years old, my mother would take us to to to, to the movies. Right. And and in those days, remember, you could stay and rewatch the movies. Like you could have a day at at the movie theater. Sure. Uh, now they're literally, literally Jerry had this conversation with my dad when my parents' air conditioning went out, and I told them they ought to go to the movies. And my dad but, was like, "Yeah, but that's great, but that's only you know good for two and a half hours." You know, when I was a kid, I could go to the movies in the morning on a summer morning and and stay all day. You know, they had the you know, and my you, dad. My and my dad talks about when he w- was a kid. I mean, there'd be cartoons, there'd right. be newsreels, then the, then the movie, and and but here, but the bottom line though is is that you know, just to go off slightly topic. No, the the Yankees are in a major slump right now. Yes, and they're in last place in the American League East. And what is different this year from other years, the fan base is outraged. Sure. Uh, stars are getting booed. Ball players are getting booed. Uh, Yankee fans are, they're furious. There's, there's, no, there's no other term, but just Why to say. Why are we paying so much to go right. to the stadium? Yes. So if you're, if you're going to make $35 million a year and you have a hurt toe, like Aaron Judge, yeah. I understand it's his weight foot, i.e. He, he swings off his back foot. I understand he's uncomfortable. I understand it might do damage, but you're getting paid $35 million a year. At some point, you ha- we have to make a decision. Uh, either it's not worth $35 million, right? Uh, and we're seeing resentment with fans now. And I think the same thing is true. I saw Kevin Bacon on a picket line. And you know Kevin Bacon is worth is it has a, a net worth with his wife of almost a hundred million dollars. Right. Again, so if you're concerned about writers and future revenues, then why don't you take a twenty five percent rate reduction? Yes, I mean this gets listen right. This gets into what we've talked about before, which is the issue, and because I do want to pivot this into the other part of of saying about a Hollywood, which is the attack on this on this movie uh, about child trafficking. Um, Sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. My, you, you, if you are out there, if you are a Mark Ruffalo, and getting paid millions of dollars to play the Hulk in the Marvel movies, and you are out there, you know, talking about or or land based in corporate America because corporate CEO pay is so outsized compared to rank and file employees, you should live up to this. It's like everything else in terms of hypocrisy, in terms of Hollywood advocacy. You know, you turn around and you and you, you know, if you're someone who advocates on climate change like Neil Leonardo DiCaprio, maybe you don't take the private jets everywhere and you live a carbon neutral lifestyle or you spend your money living in a carbon neutral fashion. But don't don't come out and lecture to the rest of us about these things and then, you know, claim that you can't change. It, it's funny, Jerry, just on this, on, on the two, the two in terms of music as it came up today. I was listening to uh, uh, the 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 sixty satellite survey on Sirius XM, yeah. so it's the top forty uh, uh, songs this week in nineteen sixty six, and it was uh, the Kinks' "Sunny Afternoon," which to me is almost a response record to uh, "Taxman" off of the Beatles' "Revolver." I know I'm getting a field here, but let me hear hear my point. You have a song in which George Harrison is lamenting the fact that he finally discovered that in Great Britain at the time, I think they were taxing earnings, luxury earnings at 90%. So if you made a million pounds, you got to keep a hundred thousand pounds. And, and 
Ray Davies turned around and then had this song essentially making fun of wealthy people who are upset about having their income taken. Now, I don't know who's right in that in that exchange. My my point is, at the very least, you know, you have you have to you, you can't be you can't be hypocritical about these things. I, I'm sorry, Jerry. Go ahead. Well, also the Kinks, um, the Kinks also. Uh, well, I get your point, but. Yeah. We can confuse this topic with too many words. Sure. The bottom line for me is is that uh, maybe the market is adjusting because of absolutely tech, it is because of technology, because of uh, audience tastes being different, because of the bad behavior uh, from Hollywood elites. The market is shifting, and so therefore, uh, maybe these actors uh, aren't worth the tens of millions of dollars that they're paid. And I think the same thing, uh, you know, this is true across the board when it comes to entertainment. You know, I love Aaron Judge, uh, but he's 31 years old. He hasn't played in four weeks. The Yankees are suffering in last place. Maybe he's not worth $35 million a well, year. That, right, it, it, because, and let's explain how this all translates, right? Because the Yankees have, they've all, they've had for many, many years, the largest payroll in baseball. Sure, top and, five, yeah. And and that translates into, it is, I mean, you, Jerry, you talked about going to the movies. I mean, when was the last time you saw a game at Yankee Stadium? I, I think I've only been to the stadium maybe twice since they moved into the new stadium because the tickets are so outrageously expensive. Right, well, If I'm going to go see the Yankees, you know, I'm going to go see them in Baltimore right. or someplace where it doesn't cost yeah. me, again, right. $1,000 $1, to bring right. a family but, but even But even in Baltimore, there is, in every stadium, if you want to get a uh, if you want to get a soft drink, it's oh, yeah. ten it's ten dollars plus. If you want to get a a hot dog, it's 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 nine dollars. My, my, my point is at Yankee Stadium, it's so much more expensive. Sure. And what are you getting out of it in terms of this fandom? And, and so when you have teams, and you can all go back to the old Billy Bean example, or even the Boston Red Sox, you know, beating the Yankees um, uh, when when they you know with 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 much much lower payroll sizes, it, it you know maybe. That wasn't. I know that. I know that Jonah Hill's character in in Moneyball was an amalgam. Yeah. But the the you know, but the 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 Bill James, uh, the Bill Jameses of the world were probably right. You know, you're looking at the wrong things, and this is what you're left with, right? As Jerry just said, if you're paying somebody thirty five million dollars a year, at the expense of being able to get, let's say, ten relatively decent players for three point five million dollars apiece. Right. Um, um, you know, when you're when your marquee thirty five million dollar year player goes down, you're 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 SOL. You know, and just again, moving back to Hollywood and, and, and this uh, uh, Sound of Freedom movie. Yes, because I want to um, talk about that the Acton the Acton Institute uh, had a really good piece. Uh, it was it was called something like uh, a clarion call for more Christians to be involved in the arts. But you see. There is a barrier to entry if you want to make a movie. Right. Uh, the, the the whole process and then the marketing is so uh, expensive uh, that it really keeps independent uh, uh, those who think differently uh, out out of Hollywood. And again, I, I I my hope this is here's my hope. My hope is that this is a long uh, and painful, expensive strike. Uh, and that Hollywood uh, elites are somehow chastened by this, and uh, and and there is a resetting 
of yeah. of the price points of the of the market of the appreciation for the audience because frankly you know here here's the thing you know i remember one of the football strikes and a couple of players crossed and then a couple of more players crossed and then all of a sudden you had so-called scrubs playing with with uh with um with those who have been in the league for years with scabs and, and you know scabs i'm sorry scabs, and scabs and, it went, and, and and the season went forward yes i'm thinking that this might be an opportunity for those uh, who are kind of on the peripheral of hollywood to come in and make movies right. and make entertainment and 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 shake things up because uh, frankly if you look at some of the best product out of hollywood over the last several years uh sound of freedom uh, you can look at things like uh, the chosen. Yeah, you know these kind of small, uh, crowd-funded uh, productions. I think the whole thing it doesn't work. Uh, this is not 21st century Hollywood. Uh, they're still living in the 20th century uh, in terms of the market and 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 monies and all the rest of it. I hope there's a resetting. Well, I think I mean, it'd be, it'd be good for the it, industry right? and good for the, us and good for art. Is- you know, this really is like the old the old uh, issue of of the, the the collapse of the buggy whip industry with the advent advent of the automobile. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the example, the economists use this to sort of talk about transformations in in markets uh, and people who get beholden to the old way of doing things. Right? If we still were in an era in which in which people used horse and buggies, right? You know, when we were transitioning to um, we were transitioning to automobiles. Uh, the buggy whip lobby would be out there uh, demanding some kind of massive subsidies or a change to the way the market does business to protect the buggy whip industry, um, which, you know, should go by the wayside. Jerry, I think you said it best, right? Which is this idea. Imagine if Hollywood had reacted, the the several actors um, who could not make the transition from silent films. To right. Um, you know, these things happen. But I, I, to, to bring it to the Sound of Freedom issue. Because it does get into this issue of hypocrisy and the politicization of things and antagonism. And I'm not saying that my um, antipathy towards this strike uh, is driven by the fact that Hollywood has been so cavalier um, or, or antagonistic to conservative values. But it can all get summed up in 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 the way Hollywood. And I've watched this. I've seen this. You know, I, I've I have a. You know this, Jerry. I think I've talked about this online. I've got a particular troll in my Twitter stream um, that is a Hollywood producer, and and he has he has been all about. I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna use a phrase. Pooping. I'll say pooping for me to poop on. He has been all about pooping on the sound of freedom. Right. That's the talking point out of Hollywood now. Uh, it's it's you know we we don't like Jim Caviezel. Um, we've never liked Jim Caviezel because Jim Caviezel is always led with his Christian foot. I mean, that's the other part of it, right, Jerry? He's the actor, by the way. He's the actor who stars in uh, 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 Cry of Freedom. He's also, he played uh, the part of Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ. Yes. And so, and, and he's very vocal about his his faith. He is. And, 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 and that's just it. It gets into before Sound of Freedom was, was released. I mean, anytime a Hollywood actor announces some aspect of their faith, you know, whether it's Chris Pratt sort of being moderately Christian, nominally Christian, uh, or Jim Caviezel or whomever, 
there is an immediate and swift reaction. Jerry, actually, I want to dovetail a little bit into something here. And I got to go look it up, and I got to double check to make sure it's true. And this is going to sound like it's out of left field. Are you aware that that the two highest paid White House staffers are both practicing Satanists? I had no idea. I know that sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but it's it's apparently true that 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 the two highest paid employees of the White House are practicing Satanists. And so when you think about that, you know, listen, I'm not one who sort of wears my evangelical uh, 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 heart on my sleeve, but when you have Christianity, nominal Christianity being attacked by mainstream Hollywood um, and you have the two highest, are you looking this up right now or am I going to have to? No, no, I, I didn't look it up now. Yeah. But anyway, so my, my point is there is something fundamentally wrong in America. Well, you know, here's the thing, too. So this is the first time, uh, you know, when Hollywood writers and actors have uh, walked or struck at the same time. First yes. time since. So 1960, we're talking about uh, we're talking about 40, 50, 60, over 60 years. And and and, and you know, maybe. I doubt it, but maybe the actors, the writers, Hollywood uh, would uh, learn something about how the movie business uh, has changed. There's been, you know, disruption in that uh, yes. in that industry. Uh, uh, what is it, Gen Z? What are we? Gen the, the Gen Z, and then the uh, uh, the uh, generation after Gen Z, uh, Liam's age, the nine, ten yes. year olds. Uh, these these folks are more interested in video games and short YouTube videos and and the rest of it. And and for us. You know, we don't want to get off the couch. We like our huge flat screen TV. Right. We like our streaming services. And so, again, things have changed and Hollywood needs to readjust. And I again, going back to the wealth issue, I'm sick and tired of wealthy, elitist, privileged people telling me how I should live my life. And that's what Hollywood does. Right. Uh, right. The, the Academy Awards, the Emmys, the Tonys, uh, all these award shows mocking, canceling, uh, uh, and, 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 and frankly, attacking uh, uh, regular people, attacking our values, how we live. And so, you know what? Maybe America needs a break. Let Hollywood uh, strike. Uh, again, and what's... What is so surprising here is how the left is trying to turn this into the revitalization of labor, how uh, the Los Angeles Times and some other uh, you know, liberal venues have said that the labor movement is led from L.A., and I'm thinking to myself, my father was a plumber before he worked for the Transit Authority. He was a track worker. Um, you know, I grew up with men and women who worked with their uh, their hands and their minds in terms of small businesses and and that sort of thing. So the labor movement to me, these are electricians. These are these are uh, track workers. Uh, these are these are men and women uh, who uh, who are engaged in work, not Hollywood. Hollywood right. is different. And the fact that 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 this is now the labor movement, the labor movement today is uh, characterized by uh Teachers unions, you know, public sector unions right, right. Uh, who kept, you know, who kept us closed down during COVID uh, and and now big Hollywood. 
So, you know, you know big Hollywood and uh, and big teacher unions, big public schools, that's today's labor movement. Right. That's not a, that, that is not a good picture. No. And, and it's by the way, it's interesting. I had a conversation um, on the news hour podcast or the lunch hour podcast. Um, it'll be out. Not sure when, but I, I had the opportunity, Jerry, to sit down with Philip Howard, who is the author yeah. of uh, of uh, the, the Death of Common Sense. And he started up a, an organization in the early 2000s called Common Good. And at the centerpiece of Common Good is the idea that that public sector employee unions are fundamentally unconstitutional. Um, they are. I, 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 we've, I've talked about this yes. myriad times. I don't understand how government employees are demanding without, without being, uh, without conflict of interest, right. more money from the taxpayers. Right. Yes. You know, another thing too is that in terms of the, the you know, the, the Hollywood issue, you know, um, even what we like, they ruin. So you and I love the Marvel movies. We talked about Marvel movies. But what happens is because they make money, they keep on producing more and more sequels and prequels and and alternative, uh, uh, you know, uh, universes or yeah. you know, all the rest of it. And the product becomes worse and worse and worse. I just saw a clip. Well, I mean, that's listen. That's always the problem with sequels, Jerry. I but, mean, but 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 for some studios, this has become the line of of you know. I like Rambo, and I like the fact yeah. that there was what five Rambo movies, seven four, nine. you know. And I like Rocky, and there's seven Rocky movies. I like that. But I, how many Marvel movies are there? Oh, I countless. I mean, I couldn't. I, mean, I couldn't even tell you. And 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 and, and I don't get it. I mean. Uh, I, I I just saw a uh, clip from uh, from the uh, Chris Pratt uh, arm of this uh, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, where they come down and they come out of the ship, and there's a little girl, like a bunny rabbit or something, yeah, and and she throws a basketball at them. We come in peace. We come in peace, and then they throw the basketball back and knocks her over. Yeah. And there's a and there's a rabbit guy, a guy who looks like a rabbit who's yes, dressed in a because they're, they're on a planet that's supposed to be like Earth only. The people have not developed like Homo sapiens sapiens. What what a stupid idea! Well, not really. I oh mean, my goodness! Why would the rabbit be wearing a suit? That's the first thing I thought of. Because it's a. Why would why? Well, Jerry, I mean, why are the Novacore people? Why are some of them gold? Why are some of them? Why are some? Why do some of them have pink skin? Why in the Star Trek universe do Andorians? No, no, that's have, different though. No, no, he's wearing he's wearing a tie like from Mad Men. No, no, because that would have happened. All right, no, no, no. Because in in that world, these mammals they 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 evolved into it, it's almost on a parallel course with what would have happened on Earth. Except a rabbit can't tie a tie. <laughs> well, that's a rabbit. Okay, Jerry. So, but my my point is, Jerry, if they, on, if they can't tie a tie, if they, I know, but if, come on, you have to. I know you have you have to. I understand to the suspension of disbelief. Yes, yes. I, I get this. But but I, this I is but this is just lazy. Wait, 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 time out. No, but I don't. All right, but that's not it's the, lazy. That was not the, the, that was not the point. That's not also where I thought you were going with all of this. I thought you were going down the road of because they're running out of ideas and because there is nothing new under the sun. What they're doing is they're taking old properties and old ideas. Well, that's true too. And the way that they get creative is by doing some kind of gender bending. Or introducing some kind of woke agenda, right? We're, now, we're going to go down this road. We're going to do. We're going to do 1776, 
but all of the founding fathers are going to be uh, African American women. You know, African American women. Oh, like like Hamilton. Yeah, like like all, well, yes, well Hamilton, Hamilton, but then they, but Hamilton at least at least the founding fathers in that were men. Um, but you know, or or the latest You're right. issue, which is this situation with with uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, where Snow White has to be a Latina woman, and the dwarves are not re- really dwarves; they're they're different people of different colors and and ethnicities, and and, and, and again, and they and they wonder why they're losing yeah. audience. People exactly. aren't coming out to see. You know, right, right, time out for a second. Hold on, I don't want to get off of this because this is a this is a fun a fun topic to discuss. This is why I was. Not, I'm going to say this. Listen, I would I wouldn't I would have no problem. If James Bond were being played by Idris Elba, right? Idris Elba, who's an African American, he's an African, he's a black actor. I was going to say African American. He's not American. He's British. But uh, he'd be a great uh, 007. Right. He'd be a great 007. What he's I don't good looking. Want, he's strong. He's he has he's charming. Right. Right. What I don't want is for James Bond to become a woman. Right. That's just well, or worse or worse. Uh, James Bond becomes, uh, you know, he uh, he looks like Benny Hill. Right, 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 yes. All right. I, I, I keep him. I'm gonna. I, mean, go I, I, I can see. I can see like an actress like in her prime, like a uh, uh, an Angelina Jolie being double oh, seven that. type. I don't. I don't want that. It, it's like listen, I, and I'm not. I'm not a fear. As I just said, I'm. I'm. I'd be happy with Idris Elba. Uh, that would be great. Um, there was a cartoon in the in the '90s, Jerry, yeah. called James Bond Junior. <laughs> I don't know it. And it was supposed to be like young kids who were versions of of the James Bond characters, and and James Bond was James Bond Junior's uncle. And I got wrapped all wrapped around. You talk about getting wrapped around the axle about the bunny wearing the suit. I got all wrapped around the axle about the idea if if James Bond was his uncle, he wouldn't be James Bond Junior. He would be James Bond the second, and that bothered me. But you but, know, but, another, another thing too, just to, to, to kind of talk about this from a cultural point of view. You know, Hollywood has been going through this, you know, um, uh, woke DEI, you know, diversity, right. uh, equity, inclusion. And now with the with the Oscars, uh, you know, so what certain percentage of people of color and right. have to be nominated. And so they're going through this whole kind of DEI. And then, of course, you still have the Me Too problems. Uh, and so. Uh, you know, if they're so upset about artificial intelligence, well, guess guess what? Guess what? A, a robot doesn't do. It doesn't grope you, right? Right. It doesn't. It doesn't care what color you are. And so maybe this idea of going toward you know more towards technology, innovation, and modernity would get rid of some of these other problems that we have in Hollywood. Right. Well, that's exactly it. Right. I mean, again, it's it's like everything else. I mean, this is essentially Hollywood's version of you know the people who protested against the Industrial Revolution. Right. The the again <laughs> yes. to go back to that is right go back to the Star Trek six reference, because Jerry and I were talking about Star Trek six and the line uh, from Kirk to Spock. Let them die. Don't you know what? Leave. You Don't know what? Them. You know what? A.I. also doesn't have. Unions. Yes. Well, that's my point. This is what I'm getting to. And yeah. then you have you have uh, um, uh, you have Lieutenant Valera saying, remember, when in, in, in Holland, when the shoemakers did not want to. When they were upset about machines, they threw their sandals, known as sabot, into the machinery. Thus, the word sabotage. <laughs> so, you know, but 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 you're right. This is this is the thing is that you know what you know what will shut them up is is AI. Yeah, uh, it's this situation. I mean, Jerry, right? There's no to me. I guess there's no going back in terms of 
and I come back to my early point in all of this. There's no going back in terms of the theater experience. I mean, not unless, you know, the economics of theater going change um, fundamentally. But COVID pretty much, you know, shut the door on that. It, it's it's interesting because you were talking about bringing seven people to, to the movies and how much that costs. And you're yeah. right. You know, my wife and I, we will go see movies rarely now, um, you know, and only for really special occasions like the Top Gun sequel or the Indiana Jones sequel, things you want to see on a big screen. Otherwise, you know, you'll just say, okay, I want to, I want to sit home and wait for it. And, and, and again, this is a sea change because of COVID before COVID, you know, you remember this, we would go to the movies at least once a month. Yeah, and also to, to be honest with you, what 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 what's a problem uh, in tandem with this is it's dangerous to go out. Yeah. Uh, crime is 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 a real problem. I I I I I'm watching the news this morning, and there are more and more uh, pharmacies and grocery stores uh, uh, locking up their cabinets and their freezers. There, I just I just saw a story about a, a grocery store in in San Francisco. Yeah. That is putting uh, locks on its freezer freezer section because so many people are stealing ice cream and such things. Sure. And, and 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 we know this from reports out of Chicago and Philadelphia and Baltimore and New York uh, that you go out in public, uh, the chances of random violence over the last three years there, there is a breakdown uh, in civic order. I give you an, or civil order. There just recently and civic uh, order. Yeah, but but for us. Uh, you know, we live in the uh, you know we're 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 in the Virginia Maryland D.C. corridor, uh, Andrew and I, yes. and so Baltimore City often uh, is in the news. Well, uh, two weeks ago on July Fourth weekend, uh, there was a, a multiple shooting event yeah. where thirty people were shot, two people killed, uh, eighteen of the thirty were youth, and uh, and. The left wants to talk about illegal guns and discrimination and past past equity issues, but at the end of the day, what it is is a breakdown in 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 order in yeah. the culture. Why are these children out? Why do these children have guns? Uh, why this is a housing project? Having a housing project, there were no permits. Uh, why wasn't the mayor office, the police department? Why wasn't the uh, housing and urban development? None of the authorities were notified. Who ran electricity for it? Who? Who hired the DJ? Who hired the pony rides? The fact is, is that uh, uh, as of right now, this was a massive, colossal, uh, uh, violent, uh, violent event. And there's been one arrest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, because no one's held accountable. Okay. And I want to drill it back a little bit. My my, my point is, though, is, is that I'm telling you right now. I mean, look, I live in suburbia. Uh, but however, where you know where movie theaters are are usually more urban. Uh, there, there's more uh, a downtownish kind of feel to it, even in the suburbs. And you know what? Bad things all the time happen outside of movie theaters. The, stand, the standalone movie theater in the middle of in the middle of nowhere is not uh... no. So you go to right, you know where where, where I live, uh, where the movie theater is is also kind of like if we were to have a downtown it's the downtown right. sure. and there there are constant police reports of of strong arm robberies of 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 kids running wild of of vandalism why would i let my when, when, look look andres and I'll, I'll be quiet no no cuz i got a question for you when i was uh, uh, my daughter gracie is 13 maddie is 17 when i was that age high school age yeah. 
I went to the movies all the time with my friends. Right. Absolutely. And, and not with my parents. Yes, I agree. I mean, when I was 13, I'd get dropped off. But at 17, I'd drive myself. I won't let Grace and Maddie go to the movies by themselves. No, and, and not gonna happen. I yeah, and I'm just trying to think. I don't remember what we did with our girls. I I because yeah, every Friday night, invariably, and again, whatever crap was playing at the local uh general cinemas, I would go, Jerry. I'm gonna tell this story. You know, because there's an old Stephen Wright line about the uh, about the concession prices being outrageous. Yeah. And Stephen Wright said, I got arrested or I got I got kicked out of the movies for bringing my own food in. My argument was that concession prices were outrageous. Besides, I hadn't had a barbecue in a really long time. Um, I would bring. Would you sneak food into the movies when you go with your friends? When I was a kid? Yeah, I get we, we, I mean, we, we sneak right. beer. We, so we sneak, I would we, usually we get sneak, picked up. We sneak beers in. Oh, no, no. This is when I was. This is when I was 13. You weren't sneaking beers in at 13. We sneaking beers in the thirteen. I'm not. I'm not going to comment okay. on that. Well, okay. You were sneaking beers. Not at, thirteen. No, not at thirteen. My, not I at thirteen. Would get picked up by my friends before my mom was serving dinner. Yeah. So my mom would put like a little. And we didn't have Tupperware when I was growing up. We would use old margarine containers as Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, so you, I would bring a. You bring that in with you. I would bring it. <laughs> yes, I would. Goodness gracious! You're, you you you've always been a langer. I know. Well, that's it. Very true. That's that's absolutely true. Um. You know, it, it's... now we didn't we didn't bring food in with us. Um, but then again, when I was a, when I was a kid, it wasn't that expensive to get. Uh, 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 you know, part of the fun of the movie was get a soda, get a popcorn. Right. Well, I still do that. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's, it's. I went uh, when, last time we went to movies. We went to dinner first, but then we went. We got candy. We got popcorn. Yeah. But was... I mean, look, how much? Is, so if I I have there's seven of us. Uh, how much are tickets nowadays for movies? Um, anywhere between twelve and fifteen, depending on where uh, you so, so let's say twelve dollars times seven. That's eighty four dollars right there. Eighty four dollars. I already did that, man. Uh, say, and let's say everyone gets a popcorn, a small popcorn, and a soda. That's another. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone, so it's it's ten dollars or nine dollars. So nine times seven is sixty three for the popcorn. Yeah. Probably eight times seven is fifty six for the soda. Um. So fifty six. That's that's two hundred dollars right there. Yeah, yeah, that's so over two hundred dollars. So, and invariably, someone always wants a. Uh, a peanut M and M's. Yeah, right, right, right. So that's another six so, bucks. A person. So we're talking about. I mean, the, I, I think the last time I went to the movies, uh, we went to go see a movie uh, that Liam wanted to see, and uh, we all went, all seven of us. See, and and I spent over three hundred dollars. That's where it becomes a really expensive nap because I used to love when when the kids were little, we would go to one of their crappy animated movies. Yeah, and I would lay. We'd, we'd go in the afternoons, and I would just fall right asleep. And it was, I mean. Let me tell you that movie. Three hundred bucks. I ain't falling asleep yeah, in the movie. That movies. movie Frozen was one of the best movies I ever fell asleep in. But but again, uh, but, but this, uh, so so this, six. Yeah, but this whole thing with this um, strike, the writers and and well, and, on, and Jerry, the actors. Wait, wait, before we get back to the the, because I wanted to ask you something. You you raised a point about accountability, and this came up in my conversation with Philip Howard because he also I don't know why he obsesses over Baltimore because I don't think he lives in Baltimore, but he obsesses over it. Obsessed is a strong word. I'm sorry. That's a mis that's a mischaracterization. He kept going back to Baltimore as an example of unaccountable government. Yes. And 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 one of the things that that I had in my mind, and I raised it with him, but but we didn't really talk about it. Jerry, so I haven't done radio in Baltimore now in almost two years. It'll be it'll be two years in September or October that I that I have sit last was on the air at at the your station, yeah. WBAL. Um, now for years up to that point, 
air conditioning in schools had been a problem. That problem has not been solved, right? You've been on the radio in the heat more recently than I have. Do we? No. And, and and this this last summer at the end of the year in June, yes, there point. were there were there were still dozens of schools that had to let out early because of. Yeah. But again, you're right. Uh, look, forget air conditioning. Uh, they the, the children can't read or write. Yes. Well, yes. I, I get an example of this. So we have this multiple shooting event in oh, Baltimore oh. City. OK. Right. Yes. And. It's now been it's it's now been uh, it's uh, it's been it's been sixteen or seventeen days. The authorities haven't given any press conferences. Right. Well, we also don't know who's police commissioner, so it's you know it's a. Uh, but, but yeah, but 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 you know the uh, the mayor of Baltimore just dropped that he is having a baby. It turns out that the woman who's carrying his child is also uh, part of a nonprofit that gets grants from the city. And the mayor who sits in the board of estimate never recused himself. Oh, Jesus. I mean, so my, so so the reason why some folks go back to Baltimore, because it is, I think, besides maybe Camden uh, or Trenton, New Jersey, uh, the most dysfunctional city in the country. And let me explain why I go back to the issue of of air conditioners, Jerry, as opposed to anything else. Right. Because we know we know how, how plagued the Baltimore schools are. It's because test scores and and raising test scores takes time and an effort and you're never guaranteed results but having or not having air conditioning in a school is a binary choice either you have it you don't yeah and the fact that they have not solved this problem in the 7 years since i first learned about it and i know it goes back even longer than that the idea that you can't install let's say even a hundred air conditioners in seven years or a hundred HVAC systems in seven years is, is insane to me. Um, you know, e again, you just break it down. It's, it's roughly what 12, uh, uh, 13 air conditioning systems each summer that would have to get replaced. You know, that's, that's doable. But the fact that they haven't done it, that shows you just how dysfunctional all of these schools are. I tell you how old I am is is that I don't I I I went to high school and I went to middle school and grammar school. There was never air conditioning in our schools. Well, yes, I mean that was that's a whole that's a whole a whole other issue. I mean I, you know it's it's funny I um there you, you know how how smells are 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 smelly, uh, yeah, smelly, but they're also you know memory triggers. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it was. There was something the other week where um, there was a, a smell. I was somewhere and it reminded me of being, I went to, to camp at Fieldston for a couple of years when I was four and five years old, a couple of summers and whatever it was, it brought me back to the summer of 75, the summer of 76 in the Fieldston lower building. Like it was like an immediate took me right back because it was that it was a smell that had to do with warmth and people, anyway, you know, it was just it. it, it but the body again, just to there is we're at a moment where where the the culture is in my mind at some kind of crossroads. I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's an inflection and, and, point, Jerry. And and this Hollywood strike uh, again, it's all happening while technology and artificial intelligence is going on, when people are sick and tired of the elites and the privileged uh, 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 condemning 
and uh, canceling uh, other Americans and, you know, the, the rest of the culture. Uh, they're tired of the Me Too, uh, no accountability of the uh, of the ridiculous equity and the race, the 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 the, the critical race uh, theories and such things that go on here. And at the same time, uh, normal people can't even go to the movies anymore because there's rampant uh, uh, crime. What we used to call quality of life crime. Yes. Uh, where, you know, there's graffiti, there's break-ins, there's, there's muggings that happens everywhere. That, that that's not a Baltimore or Philly or Chicago or, or New York problem. That's a problem for suburbia where you have, you, you, you have the potential for violence everywhere because no one's held accountable. That's the bottom line. Have you? No, no one's held accountable. And even here, these actors aren't held accountable. No one's held accountable. Let me, Tired let me ask, of it. I, I haven't asked you. I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Before. We talked about your 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 story about carrying the knife on the subway. Yeah. Um, and I suspect I know the answer to this. You, you know what I do now? I, I'm back to doing it again. I have I have two knives that I bring with me everywhere I go because okay. and, and I don't have it on my desk with me. But um, but what I do is I teach my kids when you open a knife, you say this is a knife, but you can't right. see it. You never you never do this. That's how you use a knife. Okay. And you 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 punch up. Okay. I keep okay. I keep two knives on me because if someone's going to come at me, I'm going to have two knives. I'm just saying no, but I get it. But, I get it. but no, but 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 I'm I'm now older than that eight year old kid. Yes. Sure. And here and here we go again. I I do not feel comfortable. Were you, ever, were you ever actually mugged when you were a kid, teenager? Um, I was never mugged. No, but I, I was a, uh, I was a witness to a, to a homicide. No, no, I was, I was mugged a couple of times. Um, mugged. Stopped as I got better. Yeah. Mugged. Yeah. But you, I mean, well, I carry, Andrew, I carried a knife. I I understand that. I, I, I didn't carry a knife. Nobody, nobody taught me, Jerry, the proper way to, the proper way to, to, to hold a, to hold a knife and, and use it like this. Uh, no one, no one did that for me. But when and I also, was, if you're holding a knife like this, so the the blade is here, yeah. someone goes to grab you. What happens? Right, they they yeah, they get cut. Yeah. No yeah. gonna yes. But my my point is yeah. So I was you know you talk about going to the movies. Um, the last time I was mugged, the last uh, time it, was, it was in a movie theater. That's where in the, we're the, the show on out. It. Did you ever make it up to up to Yonkers at all? Of to go to the movies. I, I've I've been to the movies okay. in Yonkers, but so, that was when, when I was so, at, when I was teaching in uh, New, uh, New Rochelle, though. So so in uh, there was a, a movie theater called uh, called Movie Land on Central Avenue in Yonkers. Central Ave, that's and, a bad place and, now. Yes, well, and, and, but I got it was, bad, I, it was bad then. So so you know I got mugged Central in Ave. Manhattan when I was like ten. Right, and you think about this, you think about again the 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 changing times, right? You would never let Liam when he turns ten go walking around Midtown Manhattan by himself. No, my parents let me do that in in the early 1980s. Um, got mugged in White Plains uh, behind a Caldor. My buddy and I were walking over to Caldor from his house. Got mugged, um, and then the last time when I finally was able to stick up for myself, and I punched a kid out. We got mugged outside of Movie Land in uh, in Nuggers. Yonkers, and I and I punched a guy. Um, and that was the last time it happened. And I sort of understood you have to carry yourself differently. You do. You uh, have to be aware of your surroundings. Yes. You have to carry yourself differently. You have to never look away, but never look at. You look through. Yes. I mean, my father. My father literally trained me how to walk down Fordham Road. This yeah. is how you do it. This is this is where you walk. This he is where taught you, you how to yourself. strut, Jerry. 
Well, but, but to be aware, I mean, and, and then even still, my, my father taught me that if God forbid you are attacked, number one, how to hold a knife. Number two, always uh, I, I, the person who's coming after you, eye them up and down and, and they'll, it'll cause them to pause because they'll think you're checking them for a weapon, right? which means they will think you have a weapon. Right. And, and you are checking them for a weapon. Yeah. And also he said, never stand, ne you, know, you know, people fight like this, goes, never do that. You make yourself a target. You make yourself small. Yeah. Uh, you, you you turn to the side. I mean, all these things. Never, never, uh, never start taking off your coat when someone's challenged you to a fight. Never. Well, that's, uh, you get in trouble, <laughs> especially if you do it in front of me. Idiot. Anyway, no, I, but, I, but I, the bottom, I, again, I, I keep on saying bottom line today. I apologize. But, but this, this whole Hollywood strike just shows you how, there is not just a two-tiered justice system in this country or two-tiered kind of who, who who is held responsible in terms of the law, in terms of politics, but there's a two-tiered culture. These folks are out to lunch. They don't yes. get it. And and I and I really hope because I love movies. I love Holly. I, I love movies. I, I'm a I'm a conservative who loves but, but movies. Here's the reality, right, Jerry? I hope I they get, get it. It gets to your point though. If they're gonna continue to produce ever more marginally bad i'm sorry that's the bad the, the worst way to say it if they're going to continue to produce increasing amounts of crap derivative crap um then what good is it i'd rather go through and look at what we've done you know what's been in the past i mean listen i am i am sad that we lose things like um tulsa king which uh, uh, our good friend david and i were talking about today uh, and how and how great that is um but you know i got plenty of stuff that I can go back and watch that I don't need to, I don't need to go yeah. and, and, and wait for this stuff again. You know, it, it's, I will say this, it's one of those things over the weekend, right. Where there was um, a couple of movies came out, like the, the mission impossible movie, which I, I probably won't see in the theaters. I go back and forth about that. But when push came to shove as my wife and I were talking about what to do over the weekend, do we go to the movies or what? I'm like, you know, I'd rather just stay home and watch uh, and watch a couple more episodes of the magnificent or the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, but finishing, finishing and, 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 and here's an, an, another thing to add on top of this. And I said this on the radio program on Sunday, and that is, I'm feeling the financial pinch. Right. You know, I, I, you know, the, the Rogers family. We 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 make a good a, a good income, and we're very blessed. But you know what? We, we pay. Uh, we're paying thirty percent more for groceries are the the gas prices in in maryland the dc area are still uh a dollar fifty two dollars higher than they were just three or four years ago energy costs my i told you this my electric my, my uh my uh pepco my electricity bill has 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 skyrocketed i find that at around this time of the month you know you know mid-month uh i our our bank account is low yeah and and i said this there, there used to be. Uh, we always had some extra money around for a birthday or for if a car needed to be fixed or whatever. A, a, a weekend trip, a home to Jersey to see my family. We don't have that money anymore, right. and, and 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 it's not because I'm making less. It's because everything else costs more. You know, That's the Biden administration, uh, you know, claiming about the jobs, this revival of jobs. Well, their own economists tell us that better than 70% of all the new jobs are rehires. Right. Uh, they're, they're claiming that, you know, this last quarter inflation lowest it's been in two years, but okay. So the, 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 the rate of inflation has decreased, but the prices haven't gone down. Right. 
Right. So, so, so prices are going up at a lower rate, but we've already had a spike in prices. So everything is still cost. And this is, and this is my favorite roof. part of it, Jerry, is that, is that, you know, and, and they're, and they're constantly jiggering with the job creation numbers, even, even after we sort of account for the issues of, of how many jobs were created or how many were just rehired. Right. So they'll make an announcement about job creation. And then the next month or, or two months later, they, well, they revised those numbers down, downward, sure. and they created fewer jobs. So it looks like they've created more. What, what is what? Have. What is the government entity? The uh, labor statistics Bureau of labor, I, Bureau of labor statistics. All right. So so their numbers. Seventy-two percent of all new jobs created in this in this economy are rehires. Right. Yes. That. So my so again, Hollywood tone deaf. Most Americans are are reeling from uh, economic. Uh, uh, economic problems and 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 making their budgets and uh, paycheck to paycheck and there and there and um, uh, Kevin Bacon again, who's worth nearly a hundred million dollars, is uh, talking about labor and striking Jerry, can and we, workers. Can we now use this as a six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Now I like Kevin Bacon. I like Kevin Bacon movies. I just saw something recently, and he was oh, I, I watched a few Good Men uh, over the weekend. Yes, I mean I, I you know I like Kevin. I, look, I'm not mocking Kevin Bacon. I'm just saying that. Between him, he and his wife, they're worth nearly a hundred million dollars, yes. and they're on the low end. Yes, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean they're, they're farmers, Jerry. Yeah, but, but so we're talking about the, the, these folks who are striking. What sacrifice? This is like this is like the um, you know the, the 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 folks who who protest climate change. Yes, this is what I just, I said this earlier. Yeah, yeah, and they and they glue themselves to the road and oh my god and and, and but they don't want to be they, they don't want to be jailed or arrested. They want how about they, this? There's they a want great the, video out there of these guys in yeah. Germany gluing themselves to the Dharma. You've seen this? Yes. This guy is shouting uh, it, all kinds of I, all kinds of expletives in German because they're they're indelicately chipping him away. Yeah. Um, to which I said, you know, and rightly so, play stupid games, right. win stupid prizes. Well, and, and, and which again, of course, how many out? Yeah. Which then turn around and this this Hollywood big shot producer, I'm not, he's not a big shot, this Hollywood producer, this Oscar winning Hollywood producer is like, oh, well, at least they're sticking to their guns on something. At least, at least they're, at least they're, they're, uh, they're, but uh, they're not though, perspective because is- they need first responders to bail them out. Yes. Because they need others. And again, no one, look, this is why uh, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was such an important figure in, in American history. And that is he was willing to put his body uh, where his, uh, where his uh, values, yes. he went and expected to get beat up. He went and expected to be jailed, right? Because it was an unjust system. Absolutely. But regardless, he still uh, he still played by the system's rules to break it. These but, folks don't want to be. It's like Colin Kaepernick. You know, he will he will protest capitalism and and protest the police state and the American government, but he'll still take a paycheck. Right. Like you, you like right. you make a, a ten million dollar deal with Nike. You're not sacrificing anything. Right. It's 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 insane. None none of them are, and and it's like it's like these um you know the uh the Greta Thunbergs, uh Th- you know, Thunberg whatever her name is Greta Thunberg. She's she she she's sacrificing zero. Yes. She's become a celebrity, uh, and we talked about the reason why uh folks do the fake protests like Kevin Bacon. You know I'm on strike. Well you're on strike. You you, you have a hundred million dollars in the bank. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you're sacrificing this yes. on, on this strike. 
but uh, you know the 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 we talked about the scientist um uh, uh, Burlog who actually did the hard work and came up with a genetic modified wheat or rice that literally saved people uh, from starvation that's that's doing something yeah making life better uh these actors protesting uh, is making no one's life better it's it's more virtue signaling it's like these people who buy electric vehicles they feel good about themselves uh, but if they only knew that their the batteries and the, the that re, that are required the rare earth m- minerals that are required uh, that the slave labor uh, how about uh, how about Jerry that 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 they have to that they're destroying our streets in America because they're so damn heavy I don't know if you've heard this but no, they're no, 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 yeah, really? roads wow. and when you then have to think about how they have to repair roads and the energy that goes into that and the volatile organic compounds that get released when you have to resurface roads. I mean, again, it it is it is a straightforward issue. Because I don't think you and I have talked about this. And I, I don't want to, I don't want actually, it's a perfect opportunity, Jerry. I do have an announcement to make. Um, I have signed on and we're going to still do this podcast, going to still do uh, the Federal Newswire podcast, all my radio fill and stuff. Uh, but I can now officially announce that I have joined uh, the good folks at the Conservative Political Action Coalition, formerly known as the American Conservative Union. Uh, I am going to be their director, uh, the director of their Center for Regulatory Freedom. And one of the things we're going to talk about uh, in, in our regulatory comments are these kinds of trade-offs uh, that are at work, like the, the story that Jerry put up at, uh, at uh, a Real Clear Policy about, uh, about ethylene oxide. Jerry, I don't think I talked to you about this. But I had a conversation with my wife uh, as we were driving somewhere um, about my conversation with Gail Charnley, who wrote that wonderful op-ed about ethylene oxide. And I said, Jan, you know, uh, ethylene oxide is a vital component, a vital disinfectant in, in, you know, for medical devices. And she's like, I hadn't really ever heard of this. Did I tell you this? Um, No. I don't think I've said it on the air. So ethylene oxide is a gas and it is used to disinfect medical instruments and devices um, or products that can't be disinfected through chemical or temperature means, right? You can't subject it to heat. So things like gauze pads or the masks that actually work or certain kinds of instruments. And my wife was kind of skeptical. And then she started peeling it back and she's like, oh my God, 50% of all medical devices are, are disinfected with ethylene oxide. Um, and and uh, you cannot have a surgery in the United States without at least one piece of vital equipment being disinfected with ethylene oxide. And yet the EPA is moving to effectively trying to ban ethylene oxide without having consulted with the FDA, without having consulted with industry about a substitute of which there is not one. Without consulting with Congress. Without consulting with Congress, right? But my, 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 my point in all of this is these issues of trade-offs and risk versus risk, these are the kinds of things I'm going to be working on, but it all, it all comes back to this. Jerry, and a lot of it has to do with the EPA. Um, I got hip this morning to something my, my dad works on, which is that that the the EPA is moving to ban chrysotile asbestos. And I know asbestos gets a bad rap, but asbestos is used in water purification, in filtration, in other kinds of industrial applications of which there are no ready substitutes that do as good a job. And yet the EPA has gone forward to, to go ahead and ban it. And, and this is... People wonder why things are more expensive or don't work as well, et cetera, et cetera. This is this is why. But this is the kind of work I'm going to be doing with uh, the Center for Regulatory Freedom. 
You know, our old mentor, Fred Smith from CEI, would joke and say that uh, the EPA, uh, other government bureaucracies would uh, would outlaw, would ban fire. Right. Right. Well, I mean, listen, you know, it's, it's kind a, of the old a, joke a, that we would know, say about 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 the, the dangerous chemical dihydrogen monoxide. It's everywhere, Jerry. Are you aware, <laughs> Jerry, that if you let dihydrogen monoxide liquid get into your lungs, it will kill you? Are you aware that if you drop metal into dihydrogen monoxide, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, they all know what I'm talking about water. If you drop metal into dihydrogen monoxide for enough time, it will oxidize and fall apart and rust. <laughs> yeah. We need to ban dihydrogen monoxide. We need to limit dihydrogen. Well, monoxide. I mean, right, and CO two, CO two. You know, yes. they want it's 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 a uh, not not poisonous, but a uh, they want to they want to declare it a uh, you know a, a pollutant. A, a pollutant. Yes. yes. Uh, but uh, except our trees and 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 plant life need it. Well, yes, and 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 also emit it. I mean, that's a, you know that's the other thing. It was it was uh, it was uh, um, as my dad points out back during the eighties. When the EPA was talking about uh, substantially reducing the, um, the emissions of what are called terpenes, um, and and somebody pointed out, well, you do recognize that terpenes are emitted by pine forests. That's that's how we that's you know terpenes and pine are what we call turpentine. So you know you have all of these uh, uh, national forests that are emitting terpenes. Anyway, it's it's just crazy, Jerry. Listen, I know we wanted to do a tight hour here. Yep. Uh, you're on on Sunday. I'm not. I oh. will be taking a break this Sunday, and we're going up to New Jersey to celebrate. Uh, my niece uh, Maeve uh, is getting married, and wow. they're, having, they're having the wedding shower. Or the oh my shower. god! All right, they're just having the wedding shower because because Maeve's wedding, I think, will be a uh, will be a party for the ages. Yeah, well, it's going to be in December. Uh, her her wedding. So excellent. She's uh, she's marrying a nice young man, and so I'm gonna you know I, I'm going up. I'll spend time with uh, with my with my uh my dad and my brother-in-laws and uh my my nephews and Liam and then uh Claire Rose I think her boyfriend might come up uh yeah, yeah. that night into Sunday and I'm going to take him to the Bronx going to take him to Woodlawn. Oh, all right, I am insanely jealous. Now I will I we're going on vacation so we'll we'll be away but I am I am insanely jealous. I want to take him we're going to go I told him we're going to do an old fashioned uh uh Bronx uh, all right, bar, time bar out. hop. Yeah. Jerry, we need to, I mean, well in advance of next St. Patrick's Day, let's you and me pick a weekend in the fall to go up to New York and do and do the Bronx. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's I would love it. to do it. Absolutely. Um, yes. Well, so new episode of the Lunch Hour with Federal Newswire, Alfredo Ortiz uh, from the Job Creators Network. He's frantic. Do, is, is that up already? It's up. It's up. Yes. I'll right, send it do me a favor because send it to me because I'll put it up at Real Clear Policy. Awesome. Alfredo Ortiz, uh, folks need to know the, what this organization, the Job Creators Network, has done uh, to, first of all, uh, very few people know this, but theirs was the case in Texas that actually right. stopped the uh, the application of the student loan program. Now, yes. now the, the, eventually, uh, the Supreme Court chose a different case in terms of uh, their action, but it was the Job Creators Network saving uh, billions of dollars because they stopped the program from going forward. Yeah. And in, and in addition to that, uh, the tax cuts, the uh, Trump tax cuts, uh, the Job Creators Network were part of that and and pushing for that. So this yeah, is a great organization. Great conversation with Alfredo Ortiz. I'll get those things o over to you. So go and, go and check that out. Uh, Jerry, what do you want people to do? Oh, find the truth, plant your feet, 
stand firm. God bless you guys. Have a great couple of weeks, everybody. Have fun and please stay safe.